Are you for real? Because so, I'm recording too. And you guys got the tree up, eh? We got our tree up. How about you? Pretty slick, Jerry. Yeah, we got ours up um, last weekend, actually. We put it up a little early, pretty early. Still into November, but we really just went for it. What would ever cause you to do that? You're like the person who's singing Christmas carols at the mall on November 1st. I know. Here's the thing. We just looked at our December calendar, and we just realized, oh, we're not really going to be home at all this month to enjoy a tree. So let's just have it up a bit early. Okay, let's get into it on the pod a little bit. Let's talk about the December calendar. Everyone just relax with the December calendar. Like, it's kind of bizarre. I told a person at work today that it's their birthday today. And I actually think that if my birthday was in December, I would change it to June. <laughs> 100%. All you would need to do is go on Facebook, change your birthday, and then just kind of make it the, like a little announcement that, you know, I'm just, my birthday is now going to be celebrated in June. It's not worth it in December. It sucks. Yeah, it, I'm, I, I'm totally with you. And imagine if it was starting to get close to Christmas. No, it's terrible. It is terrible. What's the point? That is Even terrible. As a, as a parent, I feel like I would do that for my kid preemptively. Yeah, yeah. The June celebration. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, for those of you out there in, in podcast land, we're the Open Road Podcast. We're here to help you find more adventure in the everyday. And we're frankly here to just give you good advice about how to live a, a better, more adventurous life. And this little tidbit about birthdays is just but one piece of information that you can take away as a nugget. Yeah, I mean, you call it identity theft. I call it, you know, getting creative with <laughs> dates. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Now, today we have a little mini episode, and we got a couple things that we want to chat about. Um, I think Christmas is, is a hot topic right now, and we do have a really good Ooh, interview coming hot. up in a couple of days, but we, we wanted to stay as close to our 1st and 15th schedule as possible, so that's why we're here today. You're welcome. <laughs> do you think anyone cares about that, that consistency? Oh, I do. I do, and that's all. Do you need anyone to care more than I do? No, I, I only, I only you, do things for you. You and I, you and I definitely care the most, but I think that's the only motivation we really go off of. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Um, so Christmas tree. Um, how much did you pay for that sucker? You got a live one, I assume. I got a live tree, and you're probably thinking to yourself, "Oh, that Calvin, he probably makes it like a freaking bandit guy works at a sawmill that has their own." cutting block and logging division tree christmas tree little six foot christmas tree probably nothing to those guys yeah or at the very least he knows a guy when he was a, from when he was a property manager and he just cuts one down in the woods and no one even knows that's my guess your guess is that i just went and did it myself yeah you would be so wrong <laughs> so wrong that i went and got this thing out of freaking nursery <laughs> and it cost me 70 dollars you're kidding no, it costs $70. Okay, I thought I was getting hosed, and I paid forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I, no, I got hosed 100%. I don't know what happened. What we had to happened? have the special tree. It's like, it's like it's, we have a dietary restriction for Christmas trees. <laughs> you have to pay through the nose. <laughs> Do you know our what? Our dietary restriction is it kind of goes in a bit of a narrow space. Right. And our living room is not big, so we just like a narrow yet full-looking tree Yes, that still maximizes our, like, 
seven foot height or whatever. So, I mean, add all that up and you get a Fraser fur and you pay through the nose. Is that what you got? Fraser fur? I think it's a Fraser fur, but I'm not positive, but I think it is. Yeah. This year. I mean, and it's a, to be honest, it is a primo tree. From what I could tell, it looks great. It looks lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's a tree. And actually, if you think about value proposition, so $70 for almost a full month of enjoyment, um, I actually think bad. that's pretty good daily rate. Yeah, I mean, so the other option is to go to Home Depot and pay nineteen ninety nine for a tree, and then they actually give you a gift card for $25 if you spend $100 or more in the store. You're kidding. That's what Home Depot offers. So it's free tree, essentially. Basically a free tree. And who doesn't spend $100 on Home Depot throughout the year? At least at one stop. Anyways. But then I just feel like ah, supporting this nice little boutique um, nursery by my house. So I don't know. I love how everything in Port Carling is boutique. <laughs> yeah, it's totally boutique. I mean, that's the only way you can justify the cost. It's like, oh, it's boutique. Okay. $70. This sure. is Calvin's life. He goes on a Saturday afternoon to get a boutique haircut. From there, he gets boutique sausage and then takes his family and goes and gets a boutique tree. <laughs> that is so true, Jer. And so here's part B of my tree saga. <laughs> I no longer have a pickup truck. I have a freaking uh, Jetta. So uh, I'm thinking like, oh, I don't even know how we're going to get this tree home. And it's like a full tree. It's, it wasn't wound up. That's right. the other nice thing. Like you can kind of pick through like they've already fallen nicely so you can select your tree that way right so i threw it throw it on the roof of our car and then i don't want to crush it or anything because i'm being really gentle I just paid a fortune for this freaking tree <laughs> so i just put one like strap across the roof and like ratchet it yeah and then i have like a half hour drive home i get home the tree is completely sideways <laughs> and like sunken all the way back to the trunk <laughs> oh, i almost lost so the freaking thing <laughs> That is so awesome. I love everything about that. Oh. Um, how are the bristles on it? Are they really bristly? You know what, Jared? I stepped on a on a brown bristle today and it really pinched me good. Really? Sorry, pricked me. A little prick. <laughs> we got we got one called a blue cook and you would not believe how soft the needles Sorry, are on blueberry this Blueberry kush? <laughs> no, a blue cook. Blue cook? Yeah. Is that like a blue spruce? It must be spruce. Um, I don't know. Look it up. But I like was right. I was like reaching in to pull them out so I could hold them so Katie could take a look. And honestly, it was like it was almost like fur on my arm. Like it was so soft. These prickles are not prickly. Feel this tree when you come over for our party this weekend. All right, cool. I will make sure to grow up the tree. <laughs> Give it a good shake. Nice. I'm really proud of you. Where, where'd you guys go? Did you go big box? Uh, no, we went to also a little boutique nursery. Oh, good. Good for you, man. You know what? We want to be like you and your wife and support right, the locals. Right. Good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I am the locals. Yeah. So how concerned are you that either your son or your cat is going to take down the tree? And yes, I am referring to that cat in your neighborhood now as your cat. Shadow. Yep. <laughs> uh, take down the tree? Yeah, it's a fairly big concern. Um, he's very <laughs> like our kid. He's like super grabby with the tree. Right. But that's the thing. I, it's, it is a sharp tree. So I think that's really backed off. I think he's probably got pricked a few times now. Ah, so if that's, had a, that's smart. Yeah. You know, that's why if I had like a cat's tail of a tree, like you do, I'm sure he'd be all over it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Um, and I don't know if the cat has been in here with the tree yet. I don't think so. Interesting. You'll have to try. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, she'll be all over it. Also, what's your take on, frankly, the ethics of the industry? You use this thing for a month. It takes however many years to grow, and then it just goes into a dumpster fire somewhere? I don't know enough about it, and it's kind of bad because I work in the forestry industry, but I don't even know how long it takes to grow a tree like this. Okay, let's say it takes four years, and then after a month ends up in either some landfill, or, like, what do they do with these, like, when you're at this place and you see this, like, rows and rows and rows of Christmas trees, you're like, okay, those literally have to go somewhere else after they're done being here. Yeah, I'm assuming they just chip them all. Ah, smart. And they just chip them into the compost pile, I guess, or mulch? Probably the mulch pile. I don't know. Away they go. And then they get made into something else. That is the nice thing, right? It is a it is a natural like the, product. The, the end result with trees and with this kind of byproduct is it always ends up being made into soil, right? That's the last stop. So whatever it becomes on the way is whatever, like usually mulch or wood chips, but it always turns into soil. To dust we came, from dust we came, and to dust we shall return. That sort of idea? That's it, right? That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, so now we are at the beginning of December. Like, what are you looking forward to in the crazy calendar that is December? I don't know, man. Um, we're doing pretty good so far. We, ha- we got the tree up really early. We already did the uh, Toronto Christmas market this weekend with the fam. Yeah, I saw that. Like that we're looked just so nice. We're knocking them out. Yeah, it's nice. Um, what else am I looking forward to? Uh, I don't know, Jer. I hadn't thought about it too much, to be honest. You guys are coming to our party, right? We're coming to your party. Don't worry. I'm coming. I was very worried. Do I have to bring something? No. What is, what's the dress code? Can I just wear my normal? Yeah, if you would come into Muskoka Timber Mills t-shirt, that'd probably be best. Okay, okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> Who else is going to be there? Um, you can look at the invite. That's the whole point of doing online invites is you can see the guest list and choose if you like the people that are going to be there. Actually, did peruse through. Uh, is there anyone on, like, you guys invite a lot of people to your party. How sincere are those invites? Like, is there a percentage of people that are, like, you invite, but you're secretly like, frick, if they come, it's going to go down. <laughs> Tell um, me the percentage. You don't no. have to name names. Don't name names. Just percentage. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not. I don't. I don't know what percentage. Here's the thing okay. with with, with these invites. Like mm-hmm. we have cast the net so wide that right. whenever somebody seems to be on the fringe, you're like, well, of course I just invite them. Like why not? Right. Like the the you always just opt to invite. So the percentage would be okay of the whatever. 150 people who are invited i'm like really good friends with 10 or 20 of them pretty good friends with 50 of them and then there's another like whatever 50 people who are like a friend of a friend or the random work friend or the work friend who if you didn't invite them you're like well i invited this person so i probably should invite that person because you know they're going to talk about it at work so I consider myself on the um, pretty good friend list of 50. Now, I don't expect to really see you at this party. Is that fair? Um, because you've invited, because you've gotten involved with so many fringe, um, your time is going to be fairly dedicated to that. 
I always actually do have a hard time being really present at parties like this because you're tr- keeping stuff moving. It's a lot and, of people. What are you supposed And all to do? of that. But I'm going to really try to get into at least two or three good conversations because, frankly, if you don't do that, uh, this is actually a party philosophy that I think people should adopt. So at a Tell party, me. there's a few choices. You can either have small talk with like a ton of people or probably mm-hmm. only connect with one, two, max three people. So if you start getting into I a agree. good conversation, do not cut it short because that could be your only good conversation of the night. Whoa, that's crazy to think about, Jer. Is, is it not true? It's wild. It's very true. I think you're totally right. Um, oh, I think you're totally right. So it's I, definitely, I definitely nice to see people and say hi to people, but if you find yourself locked in a good conversation, don't feel bad about the other people who are there. Right. Like, right. S- dig in with that person and have some sort of meaningful conversation because if you don't, I promise you, it's not going to happen. And, and you're right. And w- I don't think, like, sometimes I feel like people get that post-party um, regret is like, I didn't get to talk to so-and-so, but, you know, just text them. Well, 100%. And here's the thing. If you have small talk with everybody, you're going to have way more post-party regret because you're like, oh, I didn't talk to anybody that night. And you're you're seen as aloof and, you know, vapid. So one thing I'm going to try to do is try to get somebody to help me with parking. So because that's always this like... It, it's this balance because oh, yeah. usually with parking, you get to see everybody and say hello and welcome them. But you also are like outside for the first like full hour and a half of the party. Can I recommend something? Yeah. Hire someone to do the parking. Should I hire Rudy? No, like just hire get a teenager, <laughs> like a local, like who is the oldest person at this party? Dude, you know, if that's a good idea, I should hire the car guys, the car teens. You should 100% hire the car, <laughs> hire the call, or hire the car gang. Oh, that's the best call. And it's going to be a case of Bud Light, dude. For an 18-year-old. <laughs> or give him, like, the into the empties of the cakes. That's a good idea, actually. Okay, well, that's just one of them. That's just many. one of many good but, ideas. I'm coming to you because I have a problem, Jeremy. Okay. And you've already given me such good advice with this whole party thing that I'm going to use because it's party season right now. But I am getting into trouble, Jer. Tell me right now what your bathroom situation is at the office. Vacuum at the office? Sorry, bathroom. Bathroom. Um, yes. We have nice bathrooms at the office. There's one with okay. three stalls, two urinals. Then there's another Layout. couple singles where you can go around like hidden in the back where you can... You know, do a number two if you need to. And then there's another bathroom on the other side of the building that is also really clean and nice. However, it's a little bit more like walking out of the pit of offices. So you almost never use that one because everyone sees you go in. So ours is, we just have, well, the one main one that I is attached to our office, which is uh, two stalls, two urinals, and two sinks. Uh, So, I mean, it's technically two people can be in there, right? Right. You would think. But it's not comfortable to have two people in there. I don't think. I don't want another person in there when I'm there. It's too tight. Sorry, there's it's two stalls and two urinals, so four people could be in there? Technically, four people could be in there and two people at the six. I mean, it's crazy to think that. Because it's really tight so and it, small? As far as facilities, there's more than enough for two people to be in there. And yes, it is big enough for two people, but like, 
talk to me about what standard workplace bathroom conversation should be. We're talking like you got to bring up things that are like max like two to three minutes, right? Oh, I mean, this is a conversation that I think really um, it, this this cannot be solved in a day, Calvin. If the first first off, dang bathroom conversation is, it so specific? is just a it's it's its own world. Okay. Um, like okay, just what do you do? You get into this ever? It's so intensely dependent on what you're doing at the time. It's intensely dependent on who the person is. You know, what if it's a, a close friend? Right. Do I have some chit chat at the urinal? What if it's the CEO and he starts the conversation? What do you do? I know, but no other place, Jer, does this happen. Like, cause you go to a public washroom, you just keep your lips sealed and do your thing and get out of there, cause it's public and you don't need to talk to a stranger. And you're at home, obviously, or any other smaller place. There's just a single bathroom. Uh, I have a funny story about this, actually. This is unique. <laughs> and, you're, and you're right. Then you get into these weird situations <laughs> where, like, the CEO's in there and, like, asking weird stuff. How are your sales numbers? Uh, good. Good. <laughs> what are you doing exactly? <laughs> okay. What's your story? Like, is is it gonna? Is it relative here? So I need help, Jared. So this isn't a joke. So me and me and the two mats that I work with, you know, will will yeah. often be in the washroom at the same time. And if we're if one of us is in a stall and one of us is at a urinal, you you kind of can either tell based on their walk by now, like we've been working together for four or five years. Some of us, you can look at the shoes, and so we will often just like send little calls back to each other that are subtle, like. <clears throat> And then the other person will go, <clears throat> and then we'll just do this back and forth, and it's literally the dumbest thing you could ever imagine. And it just goes on like that? You don't get into <laughs> real conversation? No, correct. You just kind of make noises back and forth. Okay. And the best thing happened to Matt Hill today where someone was at the urinal and was clearing their throat to spit a loogie into the urinal and he thought it was me but it wasn't me perfect i love it so he starts clearing his throat back to the other guy and just gets a complete silence and then he made the fatal error of exiting the stall while the guy was still washing his hands so he knew who it was Sorry, who made the fatal mistake? Matt Hill. He came out of the stall while the other guy was still like he should have just stayed in there till this guy was gone because he would have been unnoticed. And right, the, right, the, the right, throat right, right. clear that he did was very, very bold and obvious in response to this guy's pretty aggressive throat clear. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's really brutal. So I love that. I love that story. That's great. Okay, so that's like interesting kind of incognito. Um, communication, yeah. which is interesting, right? It's kind of necessary. And that's kind of the level of conversation you want to have. Like you want to acknowledge the person, but to be fair, like I don't really want to talk to anyone in there. I just want to do my thing if it's public, right? If it's a, it's, if it's a publicly used washroom. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I want to get into something. I know the people who it's really the, awkward to meet, meet up with in there and you just do your best to just don't say anything and get out of there ASAP. But why is there no unwritten rule of what to do, like what the etiquette should be? I honestly think the unwritten rule is don't say anything. But in the workplace, really? it's different because everyone has a relationship, right? So someone, it, it's know. very easy yeah, to break yeah, yeah. that rule. And with friends, I'm breaking that rule all the time. With, yeah, I, I agree with friends, but that, do, that doesn't count in this situation because mostly 
most people don't have that kind of like friendship with their coworkers. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally, have. I totally am with you. I, I, so I right. don't know. For your like, do you have a good story like that you want to walk me through? Did someone come up to you and say something? Uh, not specifically. Um, it's just been. No, no, not really, Jerry. I don't have a ton of insight to drop on this. Like, it's just like, it's just something that's always looming. Right. right? Oh, yeah. It's always looming. I mean, you know, it's, it, it gets really bad if someone, you know, comments on the power of your stream, you know? You don't want people commenting. That's like, <laughs> that's like they're so desperate. They're just racking their brain for like, man, what can I talk to this guy about? Well, he's really hammering the stall right now. What? <laughs> Uh, that's good. Yeah, no, I, like I said, this okay. is not a problem that's going to be solved in the day. If there was a rule, it would wow. be wow. It would be mind your own business in there. But the other thing is, it's fun to just poke a little bit. Uh, that sounds weird in this context. It it's fun to I don't know, just to because it yeah, is an awkward place, right? So okay, yeah, you're right. It is awkward. I feel like the power. There's a lot lot of problems can be solved. By just having the single bathroom with a lock on it. A lot of problems can be solved that is way, that I agree. Is that too easy, though? Is it too easy? Well, I mean, who, like, also, have you ever had to, like, suppress your laughter when you walk in there and something crazy happens in a stall? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I have <laughs> once. Like, yesterday, like, no, two days ago I walked in and there's, uh, like, the door to the bathroom, which does 100% close. So the men's bathroom is wide open. I'm like, oh, that's weird. The door's wide open. And then when you walk in, like, you just get a straight shot to the stalls. And there's a dude in the stall <laughs> with the stall door, uh, like, one quarter of the way open also. No. So, like, that's just hilarious, I think. Sitting? Sitting. <laughs> Hammering. Like, <laughs> you are have got to be kidding. No, I'm hundred. So you know what I did? I just turned around. I'm like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's clearly like, like it's a that's a power move in my book. Well, it clearly this worked if clearly, you just turned around. He's clearly owning the space. <laughs> this is my house. You are not allowed in. And so, and and so that the bathroom door, dear, it actually does lock. So you can lock the main door and have the whole bathroom to yourself. Interesting. And I will often do that. And I've had a couple of people come up to me like, hey, why did you lock the bathroom door? And I'm just like, because I want that like three minutes to myself. All right. That's why. Wow. That's I don't want you barreling in there. I guess that's bold, but it's also like I just am now treating it as a private bathroom. You know what I can do for you that can help you out a little bit? A couple talking points. No. I kept the old toilet from the RV, so we should make you a little outhouse. That's not what I want. No, that is what I you want. To, if you're gonna lock to the sto- to... if you're gonna lock the door so that four people can't use the washroom, that just means you need your own private space. Uh, possibly. <laughs> I mean, but our our traffic isn't as heavy as you might think. Right? right. Right. Yeah, you're not as many people for sure. Right. Yeah, our like our bathroom's door, a busy place. One out of one out of five times do I get someone knocking on the door. Yeah, and then you're posed with the never knowing what to do. What do you say when someone knocks on your stall door? What's your go-to? Knock, knock, knock. 
you're in the stall. Uh, or 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 in the bathroom at like a house party or something. Yeah, I usually just say excuse me. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That just is what first Have comes out of my mouth. Like I feel them? like I've done something wrong when some like instantly I feel bad. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Why is there that horrible feeling like uh, like you're somewhere you shouldn't be? <laughs> Well, like, I was here first. Why don't, like, you see the door shut, chill. Like, you, you got to hammer the door. That's another one what of life's great mysteries. What are you expecting to happen when you hammer like, the door? You're a human. You're allowed to do this. This is something you do regularly. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm allowed in here. All right? This is my right. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, I think I say, uh, I, I just, I'm actually trying to think, like, knock, knock, knock. I think I say just a sec. Yeah, that that makes sense. Or just a minute, or almost done. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta think of we gotta think of something better to say. Yeah, I think right? I think the, the the right line is gonna be a while. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <laughs> Come back in ten. <laughs> You're right. The, I think the right line there is to hit it with a bit of humor. Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. A little bit more fun because you never know who's knocking. Like. Who's that person that knocks on the door? Like, why not just come back in five minutes? Well, yeah, then you can make a joke like, it's going to be another five, then you might want to wait another ten. <laughs> you could go that route, which is a little crude. <laughs> Hello, who's there? Um, you had, <laughs> at your party, Jarek, yeah. Christmas party a few years ago, you had someone really devastate the bathroom. Well, they didn't just devastate the yeah. They devastated the bathroom. You're right. They didn't just devastate the porcelain. They devastated the 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 porcelain and the shower mat and the shower curtain and the wall behind the toilet. Like obviously, the person having some problems. Um, I can't believe. I mean, are, are you taking any preventative measures this party coming up? No, I'm not taking preventative measures. I'm I'm trying to f- let it happen again so we can get to the bottom of the mystery. Oh, let it happen again. I'm willing Perhaps, to sacrifice the bathroom. Like, you're going to want to change the towels or something then. Yeah, we bought cheap towels, obviously. Obviously. Don't use the nice towels. <laughs> um, oh, is there any way to bait someone like that into the toilet? Like, are you going ham on jalapeno poppers? I think, yeah. I think we're definitely, we're definitely putting a lot of spicy food on the menu. Um, okay, cool, cool. We've considered putting some, like, uh, bacteria in the water and stuff as well. Right, right, okay. Yeah, because you got to hit everyone. Right. So that might really blow back in your face <laughs> in a really bad way. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, maybe I don't want to do that, but... No, you probably don't. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they, um, you know, return. I know, it will be. So your flight manifest, I mean, didn't really render a whole lot of information. No, it, it didn't. But I mean, again, we've, yeah, I mean, again, I think that that investigation needs its whole a, a whole episode for for itself, a whole maybe cool. a, a whole series of podcasts. We can look into that investigative journalism style. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, I'd love it. Okay, cool. Um, well, let's let's get out of here. This is uh, yeah. this was pitched as a mini episode, and it still is. We're under half an hour here, but um. Oh, yeah. No worries. But I think this was a good um, episode for helping people find adventure this this holiday season. Have a party. Enjoy the time in front of the Christmas tree. Um, uh, 
you know, uh, find find a way to maybe message us with how you combat awkward uh, bathroom interactions in the workplace. I th- yeah, like get your story straight. I mean, you're going into party season. Know what to say. Know what to do. Yep. Yep. I say go to the bathroom at home. Yep. Yep. And I think um, that uh, that little nugget of wisdom holds true. If you're at a party and are having a good conversation, let it let it fly. Yeah, like that's actually good information, Jer. That's really good. Just kind of be in the moment with the conversation. Don't feel the pressure to bounce around because everyone kind of feels that way, but no one really cares. But you kind of still have to go through the, um, you know, you have to go through the motions of saying, oh, I wish I talked to so-and-so. And frankly, you know what? Let's go even one step further because you might be like in a mm-hmm. conversation mm-hmm. and getting to the small talk and realizing this isn't going anywhere. So come locked right. and loaded with a couple questions that can get down to that deeper level because guaranteed everybody wants to have that conversation that's a little more meaningful or a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more interesting. So it doesn't happen on its own. Someone has to take initiative to kind of share a story that gets it there or ask a that's question right. that gets right. it there. So. Um, just spend literally two minutes thinking about a question or a good story that you have that can open up a good conversation and uh, it'll pay dividends this Christmas season. And if you need to bail out of a conversation, just, you know, keep that bathroom on the top of your head, you know? That's an easy out. I have to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> oh, these, these poppers were really spicy. Okay, dude. I will talk to you in a bit. Yeah, thanks, Colin. And uh, for everyone out there, thank you so much for listening. Share this podcast with your friends if you think they'd care. And uh, go out. Find yourself some adventure. Mm.